Hi, Hi friends. friends. I'm Loza. I'm Isaias, and this is Light in Love with Loseas, the podcast. We're a married couple living in Los Angeles, walking by faith and doing so transparently. Our hope is that this podcast leaves you feeling inspired as we navigate matters of light, love, work, and life. Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Light in Love. Now, let me get something straight right now. If you are tuning in right now on YouTube, you might look at us and think that you are at an Apple presentation of an iPhone, but let me just correct that for you right now. We are halfway through the season and things are going live. Now, some people thought we were done, but we got news for you. We got another one. Okay. Really now, let me tell you something that. real quick. Today, we about to turn up. For all the haters, let me tell you right now, God is about to shut you down. Okay. And all I got to say is tonight is going to be <laughs> special. <laughs> now, for anyone thought, for anyone who thought that this was going to go on, I have nothing left. I have nothing left. Bro, Actually, you that used was, the entire... Yikes! That was yikes. That was yikes. But you know what? If anyone else tries to act up when they see this, let me, let me tell you right now, these two hands... <laughs> bing bong! On top of your head, okay? <laughs> and that's that. What's up, everybody? That's why we don't give Isaiah some mic. <laughs> uh, we he got literally the, sampled the entire soundboard to you guys. We got some new sound effects, which I think you've seen them all now. You've seen them all, and I feel pretty good about them. What do you think? You feel good because you used them all, so in well, case he didn't use any by the end of the episode, he doesn't feel bad. I felt that it was appropriate for them just to get a little sample before we, before we brought them out for real. Um, well, now you up? guys know. Hey, Light and Lovers. What's up, Light and Lovers? Good to see you guys. Yeah. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode... 16. 16. Episode yeah. 16. Um, man, we are we are halfway through this thing. It's kind of crazy to think about how uh, this season is flying, flying by. Yeah, it's going crazy, like, fast. I feel like so... Maybe a big part of it is because we've got the mastermind, the Professor AMX, mm. helping us. Because mm. I feel like before it was a lot of like quick? editing. Yes, y'all saw that last Halloween episode edit. Mm. The brother killed that. This like, man is kind of just brilliant with what he he's does. He's a mastermind. So if you're looking for a good, you know, social media content, like random, I don't know what he does. He basically just he, he's, he's just like a smart a guy that he fixes just, it. Is. He just someone you on your corner. So shout out to exactly. Professor AMX. So he does yeah content for different brands. So um, and then he can teach you different content strategies for different Hence brands. So name. hit him Hence up. The name Professor. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like because he's been helping maybe like the weight of it doesn't feel as much. So it feels like we're just having, you know, good conversation, really letting yeah. the Holy Spirit in and time's flying. So, um, and maybe because we are able to see it back on YouTube as well. Um, what do you mean by yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like when you're kind of like having conversation, it's great. Podcasting is fun, but it's like cool to see it on YouTube, yeah. you know, being able to like go back and like, See your facial expression. This is Loza's favorite podcast. If you guys haven't noticed, I love it. <laughs> I do. We're yeah. It's it's uh it's been pretty it's been pretty amazing yeah. for for season two to see yeah. how things have evolved, how people uh, are joining on the ride with us, mm -hmm. how God is giving us wisdom, uh, just in clarity about the things that like we're exploring, yeah. uh, that feel organic and natural. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's been it's been great. Yeah, it's been great. and that it's sharpening you guys. That's really encouraging and for us, us to and see us. that as well. Yeah, because we obviously it's coming to us first, so we're hitting, we're getting the blows from the Holy Spirit in terms of like getting challenged and edified. But it's cool to see it 
passing on to you guys as well. So thanks for tuning in. Yes. yes Love yes, you yes. guys. Um, on that note, wanted to actually shout out. Hold you, up, hold up, man. I wanted what? to ask you. Well, I was going to shout how out you do, how are you doing? reviewer. How are you, can, we, can we talk for a yeah, second? Yeah, let's chop it up then. How are you, I was baby? Like, uh, uh, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. Like, what's the latest? I'm good. What's the latest this past week? I feel like, yeah, we're halfway through October. Yeah. Uh-oh. You already know. Birthday month. We've been talking about Birthday it. We talked month. about it last last week. But yeah, it's a good month. Um, yeah, I really like getting situated in my skin. I'm like loving what God is doing. Yes. I've been in a place of gratitude a lot lately. Um, I have think, my moments think, of feeling like overwhelmed, for? obviously. Like I feel overwhelmed between like momming and like Tedra's team and the podcast. Yeah. And then, you know, we all have like different things on our like table, but I think I'm pressing into a lot more gratitude lately. Um, but that comes on the flip side of having been <laughs> had the spirit of complaint on me. Like, oh my gosh, I have to do this and this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, I get to do like this that. and this and like this that. and this and this. So, um, yeah, in a good place. Nice. How about you? Um, I am feeling good. Um, I feel like I'm saying that every week. Um, we've been busy with work, with life, um, with all of our extracurriculars, but I, I I feel like we're we're making it work. God's we're making it work. God God's definitely yeah. connecting the dots. Um, sometimes it does feel overwhelming to think about like all the responsibilities mm. um, and the different things that pull at us, but. You know, it's 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 happening. You know, like mm-hmm. I we we've talked we've touched about this idea in like I think in, in last season's episode, like this idea that I kind of think about often about how God is the author of time, mm-hmm. and yeah. I see how in this season that idea holds to be continues to hold to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, between like I shot a a commercial which which is going to be coming out for the holidays. <laughs> uh, next month next month but like you know like shooting a commercial one day and then you know closing on a house for somebody the next day and then you know running to soccer practice you know the Mm -hmm. next morning and then working on a podcast that night it's like there seems to be so many different pieces of our life but they're all you know just working together uh, by the grace of god so yeah um, i think there's something to be said about like I I feel like it's more relevant at this point in our life, but like waking up daily and realizing and saying, okay, God, I need grace for today for whatever it is that you've called us to do. However, you've called us to do it. It's just one day at a time. Cause I think when you look at it from an aerial view, it can seem a little overwhelming, but it really is a one day at a time, a one step at a time. And like using God given wisdom to like navigate accordingly. I mean, that's what give us this day our daily bread means, exactly. right? It's like yeah. not trying like literally to like... Literally manna for the day. Yeah, not trying to yeah. overcomplicate. Not, not to say that the, the vision process is not important. It very much is. But like to some extent, we do need to depend on God every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we do need to depend on God every day. It's not to some extent. It's just what it is. And yeah. I think from that place, God creates a, a way for us and gives us the grace for it. So yeah. I'm into it. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love yeah. that for So you. what do we got? Um, so yeah, so we've been doing reviews from Apple Podcasts. So thanks for those of you guys that are still writing on there. But this time we wanted to shout out some a review that we got on YouTube. So yeah. if you are watching on YouTube, 
all of the likes, the comments, the shares, we, the subscribes. We love to see it. We they, love they to see it. They all matter. So, um, and we read, we read every single one. We do. And we try to comment with every single one. Yes. So um, one from a Shantiera, 5845. Hey, Shantiera. She said, love this episode. Um, Isaiah is becoming through with the deep and thought-provoking questions. Talk to him, Shantiera. Makes sense for great, or makes for great conversation. The way you both navigate through these topics is such a gift. I was le- left thinking about my own friendships um with others but also how people see and view me as a friend and taking accountability on how can on lord can i read on how i can learn and grow because i too have struggled with friendships with the fear of being disappointed as well ah so good and so much to think about yay i love that it's inspiring conversations i feel like that episode really encouraged a lot of people to just have that conversation and that introspective look at your own friendships um and that's what we're hoping these episodes will do is just spark the conversation at your house so i love it yeah that's for this week yeah so what do we get into like what's been what's been on your mind loza i know as we've kind of been just in discussion over the course of the week we've kind of been you know, arriving at different places and then kind of landed at an idea that we thought mm-hmm. was worth exploring. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you how you felt like we landed there? Yes, I can, Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> um, season two, episode 16, we thought would be a great time to talk about the lies we tell ourselves. Mm. Um, and mastering your mind. So these, this topic has been something that we've kind of talked a lot about. Um, yeah, at length in regards to we, at one point in time, we talked about overcoming resistance and the call to create that we all have, but how a lot of the war and the battles that we deal with on the daily, we think are just not on the outside, but a lot of them are just battles that we're dealing with Mm ourselves, you know? Things and lies that we've believed in ourselves that are like seeping through our conversations, our thoughts, they then become part of our habits. And then they're so ingrained in our character that we can't quite tell the difference between what is something that's true about me versus a lie that I've just entertained for so long that I think it's about me. And I think that's who I am. Um, And I think that conversation came up at a point in time when I don't even what it, I don't know what it was. It was like a Saturday morning. We were about to go grab coffee. And I think I had been super busy that week. I had I hadn't gotten the chance to like wake up earlier, get in my word. And so I knew for myself when I'm like disconnected from the word of God, or if I'm not really getting a chance to press in, I'm a hot mess. Anything is possible. And you can see it. Like I'm just a better person when I'm in my word. I'm like a little more patient, more gracious, more kind. But that day I remember feeling like at the end of the week, I was so exhausted mentally, emotionally, and I feel like spiritually just kind of felt downtrodden for lack of a better way of saying it. And I just, um, I remember telling Isaiah wow, like I just feel kind of down and it's like so different because different days, like you're, you got a lot of motivation, you're like ready to go. And then other days you just kind of feel like discouraged or like, I don't know, it feels like nothing is working. And it seems like those small little thoughts or like lies that kind of sit in the back of your brain right. somehow make a forefront feature And they just play out over and over and over until you realize that it's affecting your emotions and then how you're navigating in the day. So that's where the conversation started. I think this is like a very fascinating topic that has implications just from like a personal, like you see like everyone in like the marketplace, the world talking about it from like a personal development standpoint. Mm -hmm. We kind of alluded to it like when we were talking about spiritual warfare and Mm -hmm. like the spiritual implications, but like the things that we tell ourselves in our thoughts even though they might seem 
inconsequential at times, it actually has the most profound impact on the direction that you go. Everything starts with a thought. Mm -hmm. And the thoughts that you tell yourself are essentially going to lead to the direction that you go. There's a, there's a, a Chinese proverb that says, (laughs) Uh, I'm not even about to pull out a Chinese proverb. A Chinese proverb that I heard many <laughs> moons ago. Let's hear uh, it. That says, the man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't are both usually right. And I think mm-hmm. it captures this idea that what you what you tell yourself, what you think, what you believe, mm-hmm. even though it starts in a place where no one can see it, it actually has oftentimes the most profound impact. Mm-hmm. That's a common, I think, what do they say? So as a man think it in his heart, so is he, you know? Yeah. Um, which makes sense why then, like, you know, a lot of the times we think it's, I always go back to this idea that it's not just the physical things. Yeah. I, I always think there's a supernatural reason behind those things as well. And that if the enemy doesn't have to self like destroy you. If he can just introduce a lie into your thought, you kind of hit self-destruct because we have the capacity to recycle thoughts until those thoughts are like the main highways that our brain is going down, you know, repeating the same thing or like, and then before we know it, we're having conversations that are masked through that lie. Right. Everything is mirrored by that lie. Everything, you know, everything is um, depicted through that lie, which means, you know, not only our image of ourself is not accurate, but even our perception of reality then is not accurate because we filtered it through something that was never true in the first place. Yeah. You know, and so I think that, yeah, it can be pretty limiting to how we navigate the world appropriately when it's all based on different lies that we entertain. Uh, I think, you know? I think like, you know, because I know we both believe this uh, and we both recognize it. I think it might be part of the reason why we go so hard with like over encouraging our kids because <laughs> we just, we're like, to some extent now now part of us wonders if we've if we've like actually overdone it because <laughs> I mean like you know we we are, we are we are, are always creating a source of positive reinforcement for mm-hmm. our children we're like you're a champion you're a mogul <laughs> you know like you know it, it, even from like the the affirmations that our our daughter says in the morning mm-hmm. I'm cute I'm smart I'm brave I got my thinking cap on I can focus Jesus is with me I can do it super sailor it's like <laughs> she's really internalizing these things and I can just see how it's, I can see how her, her, her sense of self and her belief in self, her confidence is, is really something that's so such a beauty to behold, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and seeing it from that vantage point and you can, you can recognize that those were, it all started with a word. It all started with a thought mm-hmm. and her believing that for herself is going to continue to carry forward. Yeah. Um, now, of course, there's, you know, another side of this conversation where we have to figure out how to like, you know, throttle that back maybe in some places so that, you know, she can you know, humility walk in like humility age. as she continues to grow, yeah. grow in, in age. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it just goes to show that there really is uh, a benefit to that. I mean, even for like, you know, low key, even to my for myself, I really credit my my dad mm-hmm. um, from the time I was really young and this like still sticks with me till today it's like my dad would call me uh senator and he would even he made this rule when we were younger in the house with me and my sisters that we could never say the word i can't you know and like the the reality is till this day that Mm -hmm. that's actually stuck with me Mm -hmm. i I, i'm out here sometimes low-key thinking that things i can do things that i probably should have no business doing timothy don't forget (laughs) no no but to like to the point where even now i think my dad you know 
subconsciously feels like, you know, that kind of maybe backfired on him because, you know, like he probably never expected for me to want to pursue anything in the entertainment industry, even mm-hmm. though as, as like, you know, as, as challenging or unrealistic as that sounds, like mm-hmm. I, I have a sense of belief that anything is possible just because that's just the internal monologue that I've had, mm-hmm. you know, since I was yeah. a kid, you know? Yeah. So um, hmm. I think there is something to, you know, being conscious of the lies that we are telling ourselves, mm. regardless of where they originate from, whether it's from the enemy or even if it's like something that we've just kind of latched onto uh, just from experiences of past. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because I feel like a lot of the lies that we believe as we get older might be rooted in things that we learned when we were young. They're you know, sure. like different things of like maybe the lie that I, I don't belong right. or like a, a sense of rejection that you might have experienced when you're younger and right. feeling that or even like little things. If your dad was able to speak that from a positive lens, I always remember for Sayla that and for Christian how important it is that our voice becomes their internal voice. Right. So what we speak over them becomes their internal voice because one, we have the power of words, right. which is inspired by the Lord to either create or to destroy things. So whatever we're speaking in the atmosphere, they're ingesting and processing and becoming that thing. But That's the only reference point they have. Exactly. So, I mean, for it's different when you're like seeing a child and you're wanting to nurture it from its beginning. But I wonder in adulthood, like as for myself, like they're like, And I can share on like some of the lies, you know, that I often believe will be like, and it's so funny and I'll give you guys an example, but like there's, it's so funny we have a podcast, but there's a lie that I used to believe that I talk too much. So I like will self-regulate myself sometimes in conversations come like you're talking too much. I'm like, slow down. And even now I'm like hypervigilant about whether or not I'm talking too much. Mind you, it's a podcast, but that also might've originated as I have to like peel back the layers and remind myself like, no, if the Lord has given you words and you've been inspired, it's okay to speak these things. And I have to kind of check that at the door. Um, And I think it's sometimes rooted in sometimes in our culture, like our culture is the best and also the worst when it comes to like, dealing with kids it's like there's a word called waringa and mark and it means like oh talkative person but it's like a loving term that's used but kind of like Dude, negative because it's like saying you talk too much so they never really thought that it was a negative thing yeah. until later you realize oh every word that's spoken over a person yeah. kind of registers you know yeah. what i mean so, our, our culture has the tendency to really find that balance between being loving and like kind of condescending at the same time honestly it's the worst <laughs> i'm like oh you gained weight it's like is that a compliment no, and before healthy, you know you're healthy. It, before you, or, or and it's like the worst because it's oh you've lost too much weight yeah. it's like never satisfied so those like little commentary that's like spoken over you you have to ask yourself what's sticking and what's not sticking and i think being cognizant and asking God to give us the grace to be gatekeepers of the thoughts that yeah. come into our minds is really important because we can't just be letting everything in there. Well, you know I think, what I mean? I think that, so to follow that thought and also to connect it back to what we were saying um, about our kids, I think that's why it's so, and actually it connects to what you were saying about like feeling disconnected when you're not in your word. Mm-hmm. I think the word ultimately has the capacity to be our internal monologue, Mm, you know? It's like like the greatest source of like affirmation for ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like coming from God himself. It's Mm -hmm. like, I am fearfully and wonderfully Mm -hmm. made. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I believe that God will work all things together for my good. Mm -hmm. So despite what everything is happening around you, you at least have something that's truly grounded in in truth, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what you tell yourself and ultimately 
hopefully becomes a thing that you believe. Yeah. You know, and that'll good. that'll set you on the direction that you're supposed to go. 100%. That's why a lot of people will often say to do a thought audit, which I actually recently started doing when I realize, oh, you know what? I think that might actually be rooted in a lie yeah. is like taking inventory of the thoughts that you have in a day. And just, it sounds negative at first, but you're literally jotting down every negative thought. And now I'm in the process of taking that thought and finding something that's positive, something yeah. truth inspired, something that God says about me so that I can now try to like substitute better. And I know we all talk about it kind of like in theory, yeah, that's great. You know, like take every thought captive and submit it to Christ. But it's like actively Actively doing that means find find a substitute. And I've been telling myself to like wring the life out of a lie, you know? So like when I'm subjecting it to the truth, it's like repeating that truth over and over to myself till I like squash out the breath that exists in the lie that continues to like repeat itself and yeah. has made you believe it for so long, you know? And so I think we do have authority. We do have authority over those thoughts. It's like, are we practicing in that power that we've been given over that thought life? Yeah. Through Christ or not, you know? Can we can we can we be real for a second? Let's be real. So I obviously this conversation has so many implications, right? Mm -hmm. I think one place that I found even like for us, mm -hmm. when we're, you know, if ever we're like in an argument or whatever, mm -hmm. and we're not seeing, you know, eye to eye about something. I think it's so interesting how um, there could be a capacity to, even though we're saying one thing, we can filter things through whatever variety of lenses 100%. based off of this situation, mm -hmm. you know? And then what happens is we could have the capacity to understand something the way we choose to see it. Mm -hmm. Which doesn't might not align with the way the other person sees it, mm -hmm. and you know maybe the unfortunate part, maybe the thing that like you know we we both have to get better with is, you know, speaking in a way that it's impossible to misunderstand. But like the reality of language is that you can always superimpose your own filter on something. Yeah, you know. So I think in situations like that too, I think it's interesting that you know the the way in which sometimes we can, whether it's insecurities about ourselves or things mm -hmm. that were you know, uncomfortable with or worried about, they can oftentimes project onto the other person and 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 filter through the way we see things. You yeah. Know? I think that, the, again, I, I on Instagram, I had posted a, uh, maybe about a week ago about me quoting Milton from Love is Blind, which uh -oh. by the way, no spoilers, I'm about uh -oh. to watch the season finale. Are we? <laughs> but he said that we are going to watch it. Um, his mom had said, his, your perception dictates your reality. Mm. And I think in that instance, that's so true because the lens through which you're willing to view, whether that lens is instructed by a lie or not, will dictate your reality. So right. whether or not you and I are in an argument and I've superimposed a particular lie and I'm not recognizing yeah. that lie there, it's dictating my reality oh, you are saying this about me and that's the truth versus, you know, you never intended to say something negative about me, but because I filtered it through a lie that I believe about myself or an insecurity I believe about myself, you are now the villain, you know what right, I mean? Right. And I think that that is very interesting to note that like, wow, how you process, like one lie alone can dictate your reality, how you live your life, yeah. what you believe about yourself, who you surround yourself with, how much you put yourself out there, what you pursue, what you don't pursue. And so it's all the more imperative for us to catch a lie early in its infancy and just cut it off. You know what this makes me think about too, though? I know, mm -hmm. I know that the, the way in which we've talked about this so far has just been about like the lies we tell ourselves, mm -hmm. but it's now making me think about 
how we got to take responsibility for the things that come out of our own mouth that part. so that we don't influence someone the wrong way to to to, to, to hold on to a, a misconception about mm-hmm. themselves or a lie that they that's birthed from something that we say mm-hmm. you know i think mm-hmm. it also puts a, a degree of responsibility on ourselves to make sure that the words that we profess and say over other people are are really edifying edifying yeah you know absolutely just absolutely. Be, just because like you know I, I think you know oftentimes people don't realize that People can like go go ten years and still reflect on something hurtful that someone said. Yeah, you know? what's that? My quote: People will forget what you. Oh, actually, yeah, what you said or. But they remember how you made contra- them feel. How you made them feel, but yeah. traditionally, that feeling is yeah. a, a big byproduct right. of the words that it's were like, are spoke, you building someone up or are you actually breaking them down? What What are you leaving them with? Yeah. You know, um, yeah, that's really really good because I mean, when we look at the fact that God used words to create the foundations of the world, mm. you know. The fact that it took a word for that to be formed and we were made in the likeness of his image. So he's telling us that there is power and there is authority in our words to either build up or to break down, to create or to absolutely destroy. So labeling and understanding that if we were made in the image of God and he's given us a spirit, this is a spirit that's made to bring life and to create and to build up rather than to destroy people and I think when you're able to put that much weight to the words, yeah. it makes you a lot more cautious whenever you speak. Yeah. Um, there's a verse that uh, I want to point out in Ephesians 4, 29 through 30. It says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God mm-hmm. by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Mm-hmm. So. You know, this is this is the verse that kind of alludes to what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it speaks to the importance of how we use our words and using it to build up. But also, the secondary part of that is is to not grieve the Holy Spirit. Dude, it's like this like has multiple it has multiple implications. Totally. It's like sometimes we're just out here, like even just I, I'll take I'll take responsibility for this. I say a lot of silly stuff all the time. Outlandish. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, it's just it's whatever. But like. You know, mm-hmm. just adding an extra layer of like, okay, how is this actually going to mm-hmm. affect the person, even if it's like a joke, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still feeling that part out. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> let. Holy Spirit says this is I'm funny. Gonna, I'm, gonna let, I'm gonna let God convict me no. on that, but like, you play too much. It did, it did, it did kind of like strike a chord though, just to think about like what is the real impact of what you're saying and how what's someone gonna take away from this? Yeah, you know? dude, that was revelatory to me when I discovered because I've always heard do not grieve the Holy Spirit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't make God sad. Like, just don't be bad. You know what I mean? But that's not really what it's talking about. If God has instilled the Spirit of God within us to not use the fruit of self control when we have it and speak negative things when God's like, reel that in, don't say that, don't do it. Then when you choose to do that, you're saying, though the Spirit is here, I'm choosing not to abide by it. I'm oh, choosing not man. to listen to it. So the Holy Spirit's like, wah, wah. Dude, you know, I just realized. Yeah, right. Dude, I just realized I'm going to a bachelor party in a month or so. And one of the highlight events of the bachelor party is a roast. <laughs> I'm How does this to- <laughs> reconcile with the word? There's got to be a way. I'll figure, th- I'll figure this She's one like, out. Holy Spirit says you are... Boom, bing bong. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, It's yeah. tough because I feel like that is so much a part of like the culture that we live in is like, yeah, maybe people have like mindless chatter. We just chit chat, we talk, we use our words and we're not acknowledging truly the weight of it. And I think maybe that speaks to also like not just the words that we speak over people and the lies they believe, but even what we speak over ourselves. Like 
you know, like not only have we believed a lie, but if you're willing to come out of your mouth and speak that lie aloud, oh, I can't do this or I'm not good enough or I'm not I'm not a, you know, great mom or all, all these things that like have the capacity to I don't want to use the word manifest because I hurt that I hate that word, but have the capacity to really dictate your perception and then your actions and then your own reality. You're speaking that over yourself. That's shocking. So, to I mean, me. how much more if, if, if like that verse speaks to how it would grieve the Holy Spirit to use words that are not building others up, how much more does it matter that we're using words that don't build ourselves up? Ooh. You know? So it's like, I think that's the one thing that we don't, wow. we rarely, we rarely even think about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I think, you know, it is, it is so important to use our words uh, appropriately for other people, but if we're not speaking properly to ourselves, then how oh. can we even do anything else for anyone else? You know? Yeah, that's some real spit. Yeah. It's Especially like, because our self-talk has a tendency to be more negative. I'm a very critical person of myself. You know, I'm trying to be more cautious with how I speak to others, but it's like, it's so easy and you kind of yeah. like justify it. Like, yeah. you know, you get down on yourself and you speak poorly, but it's like, you're Cause, right. Because I think it also totally just right. is connected with this idea of like, the fact that you feel like maybe you deserve it, you know, like I know like when I'm harsh with myself, I'm like, well, yeah, you, you messed up. Like you mm-hmm. didn't do it right. So mm-hmm. like you, you better figure it out, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but like, we wouldn't do that with other people. Like, yeah. why is it that we like, I forgot who said this. I heard this somewhere, but like, there's this idea of how you should talk to yourself the way you would talk to your best friend. Yeah. That's you know? great. Cause you wouldn't, you wouldn't talk to your best friend in a way where you would I guarantee you half the things that we say to ourselves, we would never say to the people that we care mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. I would never say certain things to our, our children that I would potentially say to myself. Yeah, you know? totally. And it's like, you know, you got you to gotta look at yourself the way that God looks at you, you know? Yeah. And all of that, again, goes back to like your view of whether or not you believe you're worth it, which is yeah. also potentially rooted in a lie yeah, yeah. of you not believing that. Therefore it's okay to talk to yourself like this. And so I think, yeah, I, a thought audit for sure is necessary to see if there are like great hurts or like big pains that you've experienced in life that have like rooted themselves deep. And I think for a lot of us, you know, uh, not you can speak for yourself, but I, I know for myself, like when I started doing the thought audit, I was like, well, dang, yeah, <laughs> we got a lot of lies up in here. You know what I mean? And it's like, even in one day, I was like, my goodness, like I could go on and on. Um, and it's I, as I kind of like peeled back the layers, it's like, wow, if I'm not being vigilant and like checking these things at the door, this could de- thwart my God-given destiny. It could slow me down. It could like really limit my ability to live the full free life that God has ordered and created for me to live, you know? And I think that that revelation shocked me and I think made me kind of want to take it a lot more seriously, you know? But it's so funny because like the things that are good for us, there's always like, again, the resistance to like do them, right? You're like, yeah, yeah, I'll do a thought audit, but you never quite get to it. You never quite do that thing. And so- it's important to like navigate that, you know, accordingly. Yeah. Are there, um, our, our daughter's, I think, coughing right now. Christian, from, yeah. Our daughter or something? It's, it's Christian. <laughs> okay. Um, are, there, are there things that you're actively trying to tell yourself a different story right now? Um, yeah, like the I talk too, I talk too much <laughs> is definitely one of them, you know. I which is like, like, which is like, isn't that funny? It's so funny to me because like, even, even like, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll like ask me that. And I'm like, 
babe, what are you talking about? We like, had dinner. I'm like, did I talk too much? I'm like, bro, what, where did that even come from? Like, we're having a conversation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like it's dialogue. I think yeah. you're supposed to speak. But I think that comes from, you know, obviously me originating the root of it being from being called a wedding, as you guys know, like super talkative young, when I was younger. But, you know, it's the very thing that I think that God calls you to, the thing that mm. could bring breakthrough and freedom for the world or purpose you know, through you towards okay. the world that the enemy will plant the lie there so that you can't overcome Dude, that. Wouldn't thing. that so now that you, now when you put it that yeah. way, that makes me think it's that much more connected to like spiritual warfare. One hundred percent. Wouldn't it be like the enemy to try to snuff out the thing that actually was supposed to bring the most breakthrough for you and others? Ooh, let's talk about it. Because realistically, like whenever I get to that thought, it let, let's say for example I entertain that thought like I often do right if I'm like oh I do too much then I'm like okay well I need to scale that back right so maybe if God has something encouraging or edifying to speak through me then because I've gotten in my own head about the fact that I talk too much I choose not to speak not right. to give room to the Holy Spirit to transform somebody's life who could transform somebody else's life you know or to write or to do whatever else God has inspired within me and look who wins, right? I entertained the initial lie. All he had to do was drop the lie in my mind that I talked too much. Yeah. Who recycled it? Me. Who didn't act on whatever God called me to do? Me, yeah. you know? So it's a self-destructive like cycle, you know? Um, you know, and I've even found like the say another lie that I often tell myself is sometimes I have and this one's a big one for me is like this feeling of belonging. You know, I think it's common it's a common yeah. thread through a lot of humanity and people feeling like they belong in certain spaces, but like you know, since moving and like leaving Oklahoma, which was like home for me and like joining Isaiah and his world and some some women or men that have like left their family to like join their partner may or may not, you know, um, relate, but like feeling like a sense of belonging in Isaiah's world, you know what I mean? And like, that's a constant lie that I have to like defy is like, you don't belong. And it's it's like, and what that does is when I, that initial thought, I hear it. If I sit and dwell and entertain it, then it limits me from opening up. Yeah. You know, having conversation, joining in community, like the implications are the implications are and just if like, I don't do that, then it's isolation. And where does yeah. isolation leads? Division. If division yeah. leads to, you know, destruction on my own. And then the ultimate goal of the enemy, if we don't know it by now, it is to, you know, I always say divide, distract, and destroy, but it's to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. And ultimately, he is out for your destruction because you are an image bearer of the Lord God Almighty. And if he can keep you from seeing yourself in light of who you truly are, he will keep you from fulfilling the destiny that God has over your life. Hmm. And so every time that thought comes in, you have to like nip it in the bud. But So what does that look like to nip it in the bud? Because I think I, I'm learning to like, go ahead. Yeah, because I think sometimes when we're in these moments, I think sometimes it's hard to have the awareness that you're even inside of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so how do you how do you become conscious of it? And what do you do about it once you yeah. do? I think we all know when there's a lie. Um, it's whether or not we've gotten comfortable entertaining it long enough. Yeah. And I think it's because we don't see where it could lead. It's when it's so up close, you're not realizing that death is the outcome, that destruction is the outcome, that those things exist. But I think now that I'm like seeing the weight of it and how I always feel after entertaining one of those lies, I'm like, why do I keep doing this to myself? So now I'm, I feel like prayer is the first step, the self-awareness to know when the thoughts are showing up. The thought audit has helped to identify, okay, let me name it. Let me bring light to it. Let me expose it so that 
in doing so, whenever it does show up as an intrusive thought or a thought I've never thought before, if it doesn't sound like what I've read in scripture, if it doesn't sound like what God's spoken over me, I have to do a better job of not even having that full conversation. Yeah. Not even entertaining that thought. Yeah. Um, do you um, have any instances for yourself of Yeah, like, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> Le- Go ahead and tell the people Isaiah. We had this conversation the other day because when I had the revelation of like, wow, I have just been entertaining lies from the enemy. I literally turned to him. He was in bed and I said, Isaiah, are there lies that you've entertained from the enemy? Like what are lies that you've believed or the lies you've told yourself? He's like, actually, you know what? I don't don't think I've ever done that. I said, what? What do you mean you've never had a thought that's it's been not, intrusive? That's not exactly true. But again, this is a, a healthy mind. So go ahead and no, I mean, teach us. So no, what I was to take it back to take it back to that. The the truth is, I, I I don't I don't like I don't I'm not weighed down by certain things that um at least I don't hold on to certain lies that uh are are like pulling me down in a sense, if that mm-hmm. if that if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um I I just really <laughs> I really just feel a sense of clarity about what I'm trying to do. And maybe like I don't know, I don't know if this is like a byproduct of an overinflated sense of like self or confidence <laughs> or what, but like I just really feel like and I don't I really don't mean to say this in a way to sound like funny. I really feel like I I belong where I'm supposed to be. And I and like I'm what like why gift. why should I not why should I not be here? You know what I'm saying? Like um, but as you were talking, I knowing this com- this question was going to be flipped back to me. I I don't know if you guys were watching the video. If you guys watching the video, I was kind of fading off into the distance at times, thinking about to myself. And I realized that there actually is there is something, but for me, it's framed. I frame it differently for myself. Okay. Um, I'm curious. Yeah. Because like, I think when sometimes when we talk about these lies, I think it like puts us in a state of paralysis almost. Mm -hmm. But for me, I realized that the lie that I tell myself actually moves me into a um, a, maybe like almost a destructive form of action. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes a lie that I'll entertain is that I'm not doing enough or that I'm lazy Mm -hmm. or that I'm or like I'm letting my family down. Mm -hmm. And that like drives me to want to put everything on my shoulders and just to like grit over grace grit over grace and just to go even harder and harder Mm -hmm. and i think on the surface that's kind of feels noble which is why i can like justify i can just i can stomach it and justify it like it's like a like it's a strength Mm -hmm. but the reality is it's actually harming me more than anything because it's also making me believe this lie that everything is about what i do and it has nothing to do with god's grace over my life you know um so i think and and one of my I know one of the things that I I always say I need to work on more is being self reflective and resting too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's we have many stories about that, but like, yeah, I think that's that's interesting because I do I do push myself past the point of exhaustion sometimes, mm-hmm. and you know, in addition to just like physically being uh, destructive, I think what's also like crazy about that is what it what it suggests about our belief in who God is in our mm. life. I think even like when we talk about this idea of Sabbath, which I've really wrestled with a lot over the years, which, mm. you know, God has helped me kind of process this better over time, is that, 
you know, even the, the, the act of faith to say, I'm, I'm willing to rest on this day communicates that God could do more with six days than you can do with seven. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like the same principle same of the tithe. Yeah. And I think to that, to that notion, to that extent, it's learning that it's not, it's like this sense of true productivity or like grace to do things is not all derived from you. It's really like us walking in partnership with God, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's why the, the word talks about faith and works, you mm-hmm. know, in collaboration with each other. And and this like grind culture oftentimes, I think, removes the faith component and it just makes it all about you. So yeah. um, mm, that's good. Yeah. Even in hearing you talk, like it just shows me that the lie Wow. Like the lie has the capacity to not just distort your view of yourself, but the lie has the capacity to distort your view of God. So Mm. maybe, you know, so if it distorts your view of God, it distorts your view of yourself, and then it distorts your view of your purpose, then the Mm. whole thing is one, one over. You know what what I mean? What a like, uh, like a just systematic, sinister type of like peeling back of layers, Mm -hmm. which is why it's that much more... Yeah. That, that that's why it's that much more important to put on the full armor of God. That part, you know? yeah. And I think it's important just to guard. I always go back to, the, the for those of you guys that have not watched, I think it was episode four on the book of you. That uh, that just gets me every time. It's like, wow, we really do have to guard our view of God, yeah. guard our view of ourself, Man. and guard our view of our purpose on this earth. And the only place you're going to find that, in that is, order. In, is that in order. scripture. Yeah. yeah, God's. You've got to hear God's voice. You've yeah. got to hear what truth sounds like. You've got to hear the intonation, the cadence, the, the the language that's used so that when the lie comes, you can say, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. That yeah. speaks against the things that the creator created me for, you know? Because um, well, the second you entertain a lie about who God is, then that all of a sudden has a chain reaction on everything else. Mm-hmm. Because if you contort the truth about who God is, then that's going to affect who you are because mm-hmm. you were made in the image of God. 100%. So if you have that piece messed up, then there's no way you can really even filter through and understand who you properly yeah, are in relation to. Yeah, that. yeah. You know, everything is is connected. And then, and then the layer removed from that is like what you're supposed to do and your purpose. If you don't know who you are in relation to God, then what are you even supposed to be doing? That doesn't yeah. matter either. Who, who are we? Yeah. Man, dude. Yeah. And I think that if you're not fully convinced, then look back to the greatest, like the fall of mankind was all rooted in a lie. It started yeah. in the garden. That was a destruction Man, of dude. humanity. So like that was from, did God really tell you? Distorting the view that God is actually good and that he does not withhold, which distorted her view of herself. Like, oh, I'm without knowledge. It looks like I'm missing something. And then it, distorted her purpose, which was to live in perfect harmony and reconciliation, or not reconciliation, in perfect harmony with God, yeah. you know, before God. So um, it started there, but it is our responsibility to take back the dominion and the authority over this thing up here. Man, it all starts all starts with that. Yeah. Yeah. Here I was thinking we were going to talk about lies, but looks like a spiritual warfare made its way back into this because <laughs> it's impossible. Like, well, when you think about it's it, it's like lies, well, well, lies are, are the language of the enemy. So mm. like, how are you, how could you even have a conversation about lies without talking about spiritual what? warfare in a sense, you know? So bing bong, uh, help us out. Bing bong. Come on, man. That was too appropriate, bro. So, um, yeah. So that anyways. I definitely am challenged and encouraged by that conversation and it's good that we're i think able to peel back some layers and maybe even for you Mm. discovering that maybe maybe there are 
deeper things there. I think it's a lie to believe that you don't entertain lies because we're human. <laughs> tell me something else. He just wants to tell press me some more, Tell me some more point. truth. Let's combat, the, let's combat the lies with some truth. Tell me something else. That, um, yeah, we've been called by God. <laughs> Go ahead. That we are image bearers of the living God. Mm. That he loves us. That he withholds no good from us. That he's on our side. And that he's completing the finished work of Christ in and through us. Yikes! Let's go. That's a good yikes, though. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Um. Anyways, yeah. We love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we hope this episode helped you guys believe for more in faith and in yourself and in life. Um, if you're looking to believe for more in real estate. Hey, I almost thought you were going to forget about our sponsor. Come um, see us. But it's more than a sponsor. It's 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 part of what we do to Life. connect with the world around us mm-hmm. um, for work, but also like as part of our purpose, you know? Yeah. Um, so yes, if you are in Los Angeles and you are looking for some trusted real estate professionals, hit us up. Um, oh, we actually have a weekly newsletter, which has been um, really great for people because mm-hmm. we offer a lot of insight. Um Send us a message and uh, get us give us your email and we'll we'll loop you in. We'll loop yeah, you in. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next time, Love late you lovers. Peace. Bye.